Welcome to Legalish on Dash Talk X. This is your host, Demetria L. Graves with the Graves Law Firm. Offices in Pasadena and Beverly Hills. I am a certified family law specialist. And today we are talking about dads in custody. Today's topic is dads win custody too. I know there's a big misconception these days that only moms win custody, but that is no longer the case. And we will have a special guest who will let us know that no, dads win custody too. So when I started practicing approximately 10, well, (laughs) way more years than that, but about 10 years ago, that was kind of the trend. Moms were winning custody. Moms were the primary parent and dads paid support and they had the alternating weekend schedule. But over the years, that has changed. There are way more fathers obtaining custody. There are way more fathers sharing joint custody. And moms need to be aware that moms don't automatically win custody because they are mom. So if you look at the family code, at least here in California, the standard already states custody should be awarded to both parties first. And we look at what we call the best interest of the child. And as we've seen over the years, it is very, very beneficial for children to have a bond to both parents. They are known to do better in school, better in life in general, blah, blah, blah. So before, I think fathers just got afraid of the system. And there's been this misconception that moms win custody, so why should I even try? Or I'm too busy, I'm just going to give her custody. But as we will hear today, there are fathers who are out there fighting. So what do the courts even look for when they are going to decide who gets custody? Because when we say best interest, that's actually very, very vague, right? So we have to consider how the proximity of the parties, because it's really hard to share custody if one party lives in Los Angeles and the other party lives in Pomona. Because if your school, if your children go to school in Los Angeles, it kind of doesn't make sense to make them transport, to transport them from Pomona to Los Angeles every day. So we're looking at that. We're looking at work schedules. What's mom's work schedule? What's dad's work schedule? What did you typically do before the relationship ended? Who is the child most bonded to, quote unquote? And the working situation is different, right? Because nowadays everybody needs childcare. Everyone needs help. So the courts won't say you can't have custody because you go to work because we all employ help when we need to, when we want to go out or we have meetings or whatever it may be. So that's not necessarily a factor to eliminate custody. It's just a factor the court will consider. And I think a big factor courts consider is which parent is more likely to, quote unquote, share the kid or engage in frequent and continuous contact. That's the the legal jargon. So if you're one parent and the kid is always busy, can't talk to dad or mom, You know, you hide the phone calls, hide the text messages. That is not going to look good for you. So the court's going to look at the best interest of the kid. And as we talked about, the first standard is we're going to award the kid to both parties first. Now, if that can't go into play, then no, it's not automatically mom. 
But we need to talk about the different de- development stages for kids. Because if we're talking about a newborn and mom is breastfeeding, well, you know, we might not be in a joint custody situation yet or primary custody to mom. But as kids get older, our, um, as infants, it's better that children see their parents more frequently. So it's better if you see the kid, you know, every day for two hours, three hours versus overnights. But then that changes, right? So as kids get older, then yeah, it makes sense to have some overnights over here with dad, over there with mom. However, like I talked about, depending on the proximity of the parties, because you don't want to put burden on your children just to say that you have joint custody. But the point of today's show is to encourage men to seek custody of their children. It might not necessarily be full custody, But it can be a shared custody plan. It can be more than what you have now. You cannot be afraid because you are dad that you won't get custody. But what you don't want to do is continue to wait and not have anything in place. Because then if you have a five-year-old and you haven't done anything and then he's 15 and you go on for custody, well, you haven't really been there. Or the courts are going to know, want to know, okay, well, what's been going on and where are they doing their activities and what's where are they going to school and that sort of thing. So don't wait. And I think that's the, the, the point of this. And when we have our call, you will see that it can happen, even if mom files. Because a lot of times people say, well, she filed, so she'll probably win. And that is not the case. So we're going to get prepared for our special guest. He's going to tell us how he was able to win custody. He's going to tell us some of the challenges that come into play when you have full custody, right? Because then you're responsible for transporting the school. You're responsible for the activities for the most part. If you're the quote unquote primary parent, what does that look like? And he's a man raising a young woman. So what does that look like? The challenges of raising a young woman as a man, if you don't have other women that are influential in her life and how to continue to encourage that relationship with the other parent if you don't necessarily see eye to eye, because I still think that that's important. As long as both parents are capable adults, I think it's extremely important that they have a relationship with both parents. So our guest is going to talk to us about how he even won custody, the challenges of raising a young woman. And if he decided to get child support or not, because I've, I've seen with a lot of men, a lot of times they opt not to get child support, which is an interesting concept. So hang in there. I will be right back. And we are going to hear from our special guests. Just talk, can we just talk, talk about where we're going Before we get lost, let me our thoughts Can't get what we know without knowing I've never felt like this before I apologize if I'm moving too far Can we just talk, can we just talk Figure out where we're going Started off right, I can see it in your eyes I can tell that you want in more 
What's been on your mind? There's no reason we should hide Tell me something I ain't heard before Oh, I've been dreaming about it And it's you I'm on So stop thinking about it Can we just talk? Can we just talk? Talk about where we're going Before we get on Dash Talk X with Demetria L. Graves. I am so excited because today we have a special guest, Sylvester. I'm going to let him introduce himself. Hey, hey. hey. how's hey. it going, Demetria? Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you so much for coming to share your story. Today's topic is Dads Win Custody too, because people wow. still think dads don't have custody. So I'm so yeah. happy that you actually do. So yeah, I actually, <clears throat> I actually, um, I got custody like twice. This is my second time having uh, full custody, and uh-huh. yeah, so I actually had custody twice. I never even thought about it. I was raised by single moms, so um, when the time came when me and the mother of my child split, um, you know, it just was a no-brainer to me that I had to take care of my child, and I didn't know mm-hmm. no other way. When you first started, when the process first started, who filed, you or her? So when we first started off, she filed. Mm-hmm. She filed, and mm-hmm. I won custody in my response. So when you first, when she filed, kind of what what were you thinking? Were you thinking, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? It, What's the process it was, like? It was the worst day of my life. It was uh-huh. like, it was the, it was worse than death. Uh, at least death, you couldn't feel it like, but it was. Um, a pain that know that, you know, the person that you love the most in your life, mm-hmm. which was my daughter, you know, was here on this earth, but I wasn't able to, I wasn't going to be able to see her or anything. So it was the worst day of my life when she filed. Did you have any reservations about going to court? Did you think, oh man, courts favor mom or courts favor women? Did you have any of those reservations? Um, I did not, just for the simple fact that I was raised around 
um, women. My mom mm-hmm. raised me as a single mom, and I didn't even take in consideration that I was a man following. I just mm-hmm. knew as a parent, this is what I had to do. I had to take care of my child. So, um, yeah, so when I was, I, I was just like, what's my next step? What do I need to do? Because, you know, I need to be in my child's life. So I thought, you know, in response to her following. Now, do, do you think she had um, maybe an expectation that she would automatically get custody? I definitely think that that was the case because mm-hmm. um, just, you know, when you're arguing back and forth in relationships, not to go into detail, mm-hmm. but, yeah, she had hinted towards it. Oh, yeah, you're going to mm-hmm. be paying for custody voluntarily or involuntarily. And, you know, and I was doing real good at the time. You know, I had my real estate license. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was in insurance underwriting. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely um, think that that was her. You know, I can't say for sure, but mm-hmm. I definitely think that, that was her thinking, um, but I just wasn't on that wavelength. I just knew that, you know, I was not going to leave the most important person in my life. I was not going to be out of her life. So when you went to court, what was that experience like for you? Did you feel the judge was fair? Kind of walk us through that process. So when I went into court, I told my story. I just, um, I told the judge, hey, you know, Your Honor, um, my daughter's been in my life, you know, all the way up until this point. My daughter was about three years old at the time and i said you know she's not in my the mother of my child just took her there was no custody order in place she just took her and she went to go stay with her friend um and you know i i got the paperwork and in response you know i was there and i told the judge my story um you know how you know i take care of my child you know i have the medical dental um, i'm in her i'm in her life every day and when the judge finished hearing my story um he told me he said, I want you to go get your daughter. My daughter, was in, she was in preschool at the time. He said, I'm going to write your custody order. You go get your daughter, and you bring your daughter home. And, and then, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll continue this matter. And what was, what was the other party's response? So I don't even know, like, when, at that moment when the judge said that. Mm-hmm. So at that moment when the judge said that, as soon as he said it after my story, it was such an odd feeling in the courtroom because the people that were sitting in the court, they started clapping. Oh, wow. Like it was, yeah, mm-hmm. it was in Inglewood Courthouse, and they started clapping. Mm-hmm. And as they, I noticed it because I was walking out, and I had tears in my eyes. Mm-hmm. And I was walking out, and, you know, uh, a lady, she grabbed my hand. She was like, that's good, young man. That's good. And I, I, I was just making a beeline to go get my daughter because at that point, I hadn't seen my daughter in three days. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even look back to see what, her, you know, the reaction was or anything. Mm-hmm. So did she fight? Once you won custody that first time, did she fight you on that or was she? Did she yeah, so that? we, so I got, so it was a, it was a temporary custody order. So we went back to court and we went back to court, I think like a year later. Mm-hmm. And by this time, you know, um, you know, I'm raising my daughter, I'm taking her to school, I'm braiding her hair. When I say I'm braiding her hair, I, nobody ever told me my daughter's hair is coarse. You know, right. has, you know, we're black. You know, so nobody <laughs> ever told me how to braid hair. So uh-huh. I'm sending my daughter to school with these barrettes that sticking straight up in the air. Nobody told me how to lay down the hair, mm-hmm. and I was just apologizing to my daughter every day. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm gonna figure this out. Daddy's mm-hmm. gonna figure it out. Like YouTube wasn't like you know providence. So I couldn't Google it, but um, yeah, it was a year later of me just you know taking care of my daughter. Um, taking her to school, feeding her, you know, just being her, you know, her provider, you know. Um, and, yeah, so we went back to court. When we went back to court, the judge eventually gave us a 50-50 order. Mm-hmm. 
you know. And it wasn't that I was fighting the 50-50 order because at that point, that's why I wanted to tell about that part about me raising my daughter. At that point, I was like, you know, she needs her mom. Right. You know, she needs her mom. You right. know, like I, I was raised by my mom. She's a little girl. She needs her mom. Mm-hmm. So at that point, you know, the 50-50 custody order was put in place. Okay. Yeah. So how mm-hmm. long after the – so you initially had custody, then you guys went to 50-50 custody. And I think uh-huh. that's really big of you to acknowledge, hey, she needs her mom. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's Even really to this important. Day, mm-hmm. You know, while I have full custody right now, I'm mm-hmm. – yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, that's that's who I am. Like she needs her mom, even to this day, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so the fifty fifty custody um, went on until my daughter, you know, became, you know, a teenager. But that during that, I, I have to mention mm-hmm. during that whole time, my daughter, um, she had came got really accustomed to the fifty. I thought it was terrible. I was like, oh my god, she's like a pinball machine. She's right. with me Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Right. Um, and then Wednesday, her mom picks her up from school, mm-hmm. and then we were alternating weekends. I didn't understand how she was even my daughter. I didn't mm-hmm. even understand how she was doing it. But eventually, I guess the courts know what they're doing because eventually she got used to it. Right. You know, she got two Christmases, two birthdays, um, <laughs> everything. Yeah. yeah so she, Did you yeah, guys everything. live close in proximity to each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not not too close. I live in LA, and she lived in the next city over. Uh, you know, right. um, not yeah, one in the outskirts city of. Okay. LA. Okay. But um, yeah. So, but it it came. It ran its course where right. she started to start, you know, bumping heads with her mom. Okay. You know, um, as she started getting older, you know, eight, nine, ten, you know, she started bumping heads with her mom, and um, I, I was right behind her, like, hey, that's your mom, whatever. Mm-hmm. Rules she have in place. That's what you do over there when you with me. You with me. Mm-hmm. You know that was the whole, um, my whole, you know, precedent. You know, behind her bumping heads, and so you know, it just became a, a normal thing for her to, you know, start telling me things that you know were going on. Right. Um, so did you she, think that her mom was stricter than you, and she wanted to get out of that, or you just felt like they just had their dip their differences? I can honestly say her mom was more strict than I was. Mm-hmm. I can honestly say that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, but it, it it just came to a point where you know um, abuse had took place. Mm-hmm. You know, um, between you know her and her mom, and my daughter ended up. Um, she ended up running away. She ended mm-hmm. up running away, and um, you know, she called me when she ran away. She went to a stranger's phone, mm-hmm. and when that took place, of course, we ended up in court. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I filed again, you know, this right. time I filed for custody, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I wasn't there when the abuse took place. My daughter at this time was 14. Right. So I don't know. I, I knew the, the, the family law code at mm-hmm. the time, mm-hmm. but there's a family law, law code in the state of California that says when a child is 14, um, they're able to be heard by, a a court representative right. and they can tell their um story they don't decide mm-hmm. where they get to go but right. the court will hear what they have to say right um so that was put into play my daughter um you know she's very intelligent straight a's and b's she's not a problem child right so when she went and spoke i wasn't in the room it was just her and the staffer her mom wasn't in the room so she was able to tell her story after 10 years right and then and, after hearing the story did the court what did the court do? Because like you're, you're right. The court does realize at 14, there's a lot going on, right? Kids want their freedom. They want to be where they have the most freedom. However, the courts have to balance that against safety, their safety. 
And, you know, she's running away from home. So we, we clearly have issues. So after hearing exactly. yeah. the testimony of your daughter, what did the court say? So the court then, um, you know, they evaluated both sides. Of, of course, you know, mom didn't want to um, give up the 50-50 custody. Right. Um, but, you know, um, after, I, you know, I told my story, my daughter told her story, the court representative heard it, the judge heard it. Um, the decision was made, you know, to, you know, grant custody to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so now I have full custody again. Um, okay. but, and how yeah, old is yeah, your daughter? Yeah. She's 14. Mm, no, my daughter's 15 now. Oh, wow. She's 15 now, yeah. yeah. Wow, this it happened is... when she was 14. Okay. This yeah. is a so gr- actually, you know what? Actually, it's going to be a year. It's going to be a year that I had custody next uh-huh. month. Okay. Yeah. Well, we are yeah. going to take a quick break. And then I want to get into, because everyone always asks this, right? Because sometimes uh-huh. men, a lot of times, Men don't ask for child support. So don't tell us oh, yet. Right. Don't tell yeah, us yeah. yet. But I want to know, <laughs> are you collecting child support for your daughter and why and or why not? So right. we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back.
Welcome back to Legalish on Dash Talk X. This is Demetria Graves, and today we are talking Dads Win Custody 2. And we have a very, very special guest. Sylvester is on the line. Sylvester, before we get into the child support question, please, please talk to us about your food truck because I seen it and love <laughs> if I wasn't on this diet. <laughs> I got some support. You know, I got a veggie potato with the bocce and the kale, the spinach, UBI, you know. Can you tell us about it? Because I've, I've seen it and it looks so good. Yeah, so um, for about a year now, it'll be a year next month. Um, actually, you know, the same time I got custody, I start. I launched my food truck, Mega Potato Stuff. Um, mm-hmm. It is a up and coming, trendy um, food truck in LA where you know I'm stuffing potatoes with lobster, shrimp, crab, shredded uh, chicken breast, uh, pulled beef, chuck roast, and you know I'm getting out the potato, mixing everything together. Then um, I'm you know frying the outer shell, so then. Mm-hmm. You know, after everything is mixing together, you know, the veggies are sauteed. You got the broccoli, the spinach, red, white, and green onions. And I'm topping it with cheese, sour cream, and bacon. All those are options for you. Oh, All my, my God. Food truck, mega potato stuff. Mega potato stuff. Everybody, you can follow it on Instagram at mega potato stuff. You can follow it all social media at mega potato stuff with an ED at the end. Oh, Lord. And where can we find you during the week if we need that? That sounds so good. Yeah. So that's why it's important to um, follow me on Instagram because okay. I post four times a day. Every night I post where I'm going to be at the next day. Okay. So I'm, um, 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 yeah, so I'm definitely local in L.A. Okay. And on the outskirts of L.A., I, you know, travel as well. Okay. You know, different events. You know, I've done the Taste mm-hmm. of Inglewood. Shout out to the Taste of Inglewood. And, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, like a lot of different local events. Um. Yeah, and it's a it's a lot of food trucks in LA, but mm-hmm. you know I'm one of them. I'm the only stuffed potato food truck in LA at the time. Oh, that sounds awesome! Thank you. Mm. <laughs> so back to Thank the you. Qu- you're welcome. Back to the question mm. that everyone always wants to know: Are you receiving child support? No, I'm I'm absolutely not receiving child support. And why is um, that? Did you opt not to file? Does she not work? Why are you not receiving support? Or no, did you even no, ask for it? She definitely works. Um, mm-hmm. The court, after, you know, I got custody, there's a separate um, set of forms you have to fill out to, you know, file you know, file for child support. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not. I did not. There's a, a there's a few reasons why mm-hmm. I didn't when I start to think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and because you asked, um, one of the reasons is, um, so uh, as I mentioned earlier, she had, you know, I had custody before right. and the judge did um, put in a child support order and she was paying the child support. But I said, you know, Hey, you don't have to give me this. I just want you to be a mom and be there, um, you know, for your daughter. You mm-hmm. know, I don't, you know, I'm not in this for the child support, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just wanted to, I didn't want the money to be a distraction to give my daughter what she needs from her mom. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. You know, and then uh, well, let me let me let me counter that for a minute, and excuse me for jumping in. The money is not for you. The money belongs to your daughter. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and I I understand that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I definitely understand that. Mm -hmm. Um, I just I didn't want it when I say I didn't want it to be a distraction. Mm -hmm. Um, I really believe that my daughter needs her mom. Right. You know, I really believe that. I believe that more than 
anything. I believe that more than receiving child support. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm saying it right, right. but I don't want it. I, I want that, you know, to manifest. Right. You know, first, and I don't. I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people pay child support, and there's this whole misconception. Like you just explained it, the child support is not for the other parent. You're absolutely right. Right. But there's a lot of parents, you know, that you know I hear about all the time. They pay the child support. And just because that's their legal obligation, you know, there's no time spent with the child and, you know, there becomes this disconnect and it just becomes this, oh, I'm taking care of my child because I'm sending them money. Right. But as we all know, because we all were kids at one time, you know, we need that. We need that. You know, right. um, you know, I needed, you know, my father in my life. I needed my mom. You know, there are certain things that's going to be missed if I don't have it. Of, of course, you know, you get stronger, you make it. And, you, you know, you find other, you know, male figures or mother figures mm-hmm. in your life. But, you know, I strongly believe, you know, if there's an opportunity to bond with your natural birth mm-hmm. giver, right. then, you yeah. know, that should be it. So, I mean, that's a that's a one part of it. Do you um, think it's a it's a is it a pride thing? Because this is not just you. I, I see a lot of men don't ask for support. Some do. Yeah, Some do. Yeah, that's a, but that's is it a pride thing? That's the second part to it. It's a pride thing, and mm-hmm. um, as we mentioned, I, I do have my own business, and I'm, I'm focused on that right now. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that you know there's goals that I have in place, you know, mm-hmm. for my own business, right. and it is to you know make sure that my daughter is you know set, mm-hmm. you know, as she get ready to go to college and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So I'm focused on that, um, and I just you know it just hasn't been a priority because we have been making it you know so mm-hmm. far, but. Um, it's not to say that I'm not going to file child support, mm-hmm. um, but I just didn't do it, you know, this first year because, you know, I, I think the bond is more important um, mm-hmm. than does, anything. But does mom yeah. voluntarily buy clothes, shoes, or anything that your daughter may need? Uh, you know, they have visitation um, once mm-hmm. or twice a week, mm-hmm. um, and you know, every now and then, you know, she'll you know get her you know some items, um, but um, it's not. You know, that that doesn't take the place of, you know, when my daughter, you know, um, comes home from school and she has a bad day or, mm-hmm. you know, she's on, you know, she's in athletics. Right. So, you know, she has a bad game or she has a good game. Mm-hmm. You know, um, those, those you know, those clothes and buying things, that's what I'm saying. The money can't take take the place of a physical, um, able-bodied parent, right. you know, being there in your life. and. I think, you know, I'm trying to, I'm fighting against that. Like, I'm trying to, you know, get that to manifest. Right. So you're more you focused know. on the relationship and not necessarily the financial contribution. Wow. Why, why couldn't I say it like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That makes perfect exactly. sense. That's do you exactly. feel like that yeah. because you're not focusing on that, do you feel that that kind of reduces maybe some of the tension or maybe potential drama that might exist that's, if that that's was... A, that's another thing. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. So when my daughter, um, early on, she needed braces, um, it was like, oh, you know, you should get her to go half on the brace. Now, anything that I can do on my own mm-hmm. and not kind of raise any type of drama whatsoever, that, this right. is just me. Right. Anything that I can do on my own, then I'd rather do it on my own just because mm-hmm. of you know, I'll have peace of mind, right. you know, and I don't have to, you know, fight and put like, well, oh, well, you missed it this month. And mm-hmm. you're not like, hey, you know, I'm not mentally ready to go through all that right now. So anything that I can take care of on my own, mm-hmm. I'm going to take care of. And my hope 
and my prayer is that you know eventually she'll come around and say like oh okay what does she need um you know you know like and just do it naturally and you know if she does that then you know i would never have to file you know child support Mm -hmm. but you know if things keep going on the way that they are then i'll be doing a disservice to my daughter by not you know having an able-bodied parent you Mm -hmm. know contribute Mm-hmm. to her life mm-hmm. you know so yeah. i think that's a very really good a very really good <laughs> a good perspective yeah, yeah, yeah. about it because i think sometimes parties get so focused on the fight and you owe me this mm-hmm. and you do this and it becomes more mm-hmm. about their back and forth than really about what oh, you're talking God. about about being great parents to your kid so sometimes go ahead i was gonna say just speaking on that fight i mean mm-hmm. We've been to court, I mean, up until this last time where, you know, I got custody, I mean, we were in and out of court so much, you know, um, and it's it's exhausting, you know, it, right. it is exhausting. I mean, you you get there and, you know, you don't see the other parent and then you, then you see them when you do see them, it's in court. So, you know, there's this awkward feeling you got to walk by each other, you know, and don't, you know, whatever the case, you don't speak or if you speak, it's with some type of shade, like it court is draining right. itself, in itself. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it is, you mm-hmm. know, and this whole time, you know, they don't allow the kids to be in the courtroom. They either go to this little daycare center or the child is in school. So, right. you know, thank God the child is not, you know, drugged through that type of, you know, um, arena, right. you know, but um, yeah, it's, it's draining. So the, that's another thing, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not, ready to go back to court but if i have to you know like i said i'll be doing a disservice to my child mm-hmm. um not to you know make yeah sure and in your she case has... she's what 15 so yeah, i mean she, she's she, at she, that she, age yeah. where it's like she's old enough to kind of recognize between the parties what goes on if you do go to court so you're right, right. right as parents you have to weigh okay do i need this money you know should i be going right. after this money and weigh that against do i want to see our daughters um, see us go through court, fight each other, be upset, and have that energy in your lives. Right. Yeah. And just, I just, I just thank God for this, you know, first year or whatever that mm-hmm. um, I have been able to take care of her and not, you know, depend on, um, you know, child support or anything like that. And right. just, you know, just by me, you know, just, you know, starting my own business and, mm-hmm. you know, and she, she, my daughter, she helps out with the business too. Like she, oh, that's awesome. That's it's, awesome it's, it's for like, her to see. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I looked up one day and she was, you know, helping out, you know, at the register. And I'm like, and when I come home, she's like, how was our sales? I'm like, huh? <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah, I was like, oh, you don't need to go over there no more because, you know, you do better when you go over there. Like, yeah, she's like mm-hmm. the CEO of the business. I'm mm-hmm. like, man, I thought I'd work for myself, but I would say, you know, work for her. I love it. I love that she can see that. I love that you have selected to take the high road because sometimes people fight, 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 and then they get $200 a month. And then you're like, okay, was it worth it? Right. Was it worth it? <laughs> yeah. Was it worth it? Yeah. You know, and yeah. So, yeah, that's the thing. So, like I said, my, you know, to sum it up, you mm-hmm. know, about the child support thing, my, uh, my hope and prayer is that, you know, she just comes along and just, you know, does the things that she needs to do in her life because, in reality, that's all I'm doing. I'm just doing exactly what needs to be done. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, you know, I'm like, you should see when I have to, you know, yeah. So, when she was younger and I had to take a ball shopping, it was just like, Oh, we're going to get into that. In our next segment, we're going to get into what is that like to be a father raising a young woman. So this is actually a great place to take. Right. 
This is a great place to take a break. We're going to come back and then we're going to get into what is it like to raise, you know, your daughter? What is it like to be a single parent and the challenges that come from that? Because it's great that you are doing this, but as single parents, there are challenges, right? And then we're going to wrap it up with tips to other fathers, right? Because this is important because there are still so many people that think fathers don't get custody or they have their their um, whatever reasons for not doing what you've done. So right. I would love for you to speak to the fathers out there that do want to do what you you've done when we when we come back. on Dash Talk X with Demetria L. Graves here. And we are finishing our show today, Dads Win Custody 2, with our amazing guest, Sylvester, who has that amazing mega potato stuff truck that I am dying to try. Pull up. (laughs) (laughs) So, 
Sylvester has explained to us that he's raising his 15-year-old daughter as a single parent. And so I wanted him to explain for us what are some of the challenges you face as a single parent and more specifically for you raising a young woman. Yeah, so so like I I thought, you know, I never looked at it like it was going to be like any type of challenges, uh but you know, I was kind of I was wrong. Like I <laughs> you know, I'm able to admit that I was wrong. Yeah. So one of one of the first challenges that happened it was it was actually when we had 50 50 custody. I picked my daughter up from school. Mm-hmm. She was in the fourth grade, and my daughter was like, Dad. And I was like, What's going on? She was like, Mom said, When I get older, or maybe in a few years, that I'm going to bleed. Is that true? <laughs> like, and I'm driving, <laughs> and I'm like, Wait, like, mm-hmm. I was just there at school. Like, right. so, but yeah, but it's then, the, you know, that, you know, it's showtime, right? right? You don't have right. a script. So right. it's like, Well, yeah, you know, um, it's all about part of becoming a woman you know yeah. she was like well does it hurt like i was like well i don't think she said how do you know you're you're a boy yeah. i was like you know what you're right i <laughs> uh-huh. don't know but mm-hmm. i think you have you know um aunties and mm-hmm. you know um if I, I said i'll tell you what like just so you be prepared i'm gonna have your godmother go get you a kit mm-hmm. um of everything you need and you're gonna keep this little kid in your backpack and when it does happen you know, you'll, you'll be ready. Right. You know, um, I said, your godmother, and your godfather should be able to explain it to you. So, uh, you know, I, I, it helps to have that support team there mm-hmm. because obviously that's something that I can't sit there and explain to her and she can get that from me. Right. You right. know, so I, yeah, I definitely had, that was something that I had to mm-hmm. defer to because she immediately recognized that, you know, hey, you're not going to be able to explain this to me. Right. Right, <laughs> you know, but that was a curveball that was uh, threw at me, and mm-hmm. uh, we handled that like you know. So you know, at one time, you know, I was starting little those little wax papers that come in the the pads. <laughs> like I started seeing them in the trash can. Right. And I was like, I said, "Are you using these?" She was mm-hmm. like. I said, are you using these? Are you practicing? She was like, oh, I'm just practicing. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then sure enough, like probably like three days later, I was at work and I got a call from um, her mom. This was during when we had 50-50. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, my God, I'm on my way to school. You know, um, she's in the nurse's office. She just had her. And I was like, no worries. Right. <laughs> she <had> Go ahead. <laughs> she knew exactly right. what to do. That right. was the plan. Right. She needed to be in the nurse's office, you know. And mm-hmm. then, you know, uh, when she was little, it was easy to go in the front of Target and get those little training bras. That was right. easy. Right. Like, you know, right. oh, you know, they packs of 10. That was easy. But then once she started developing, I was like, oh, what do I do? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, again, it, it helps mm-hmm. to have, you know, some type of support team where you can ask people. And I was like, well, like, she's no longer in the front. So I can't get the little training bra from, you know, the front of Target. Right. Like, what do I do now? Right. Like, and somebody explained to me, like, the take it to Victoria's Secret. I was like, Victoria's, I was like, no. I was like, you know, I, it was like, no, they'll measure her and you can mm-hmm. get her size. And you take that size and you go to, you know, someplace like Target or, you know, somewhere else like that. So, right. uh, sure enough, you know. Went through, got the sizes, you know, mm-hmm. from Victoria's Secret, mm-hmm. um, and we went to Target, and I just grabbed every single one that was that size, right. and she went to the dressing room, and I just threw them all over the dressing room. <laughs> I was like, here, try those on. Let me know, mm-hmm. like, how it is. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, luckily, like, there was somebody there, you know, another. She was like, you know, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll ask you. You need help, Dad? You know, so... Right. This world is set up with a whole bunch of moms that be like, okay, no, don't worry, Dad. I got you. Right. Don't worry, Dad. Well, I got, and like... <laughs> That's good. Like, how do you, do you have time for downtime and personal time? How do you balance being a business owner, 
a full-time dad with downtime or do you get downtime? Um, right now is like no downtime. My downtime is I really don't have any downtime. So with the business going, you know, I have to make sure that the business is still going. And with my daughter being in sports, you know, um, I'm an assistant coach on her, you know, athletic team in school. Um, that's my, I can, that's what I consider a downtime when I'm able to spend time with my, with my daughter mm-hmm. and, you know, assistant coach on her team mm-hmm. and, you know, practice with her when mm-hmm. she's not playing mm-hmm. like that's you know, what I consider my downtime. Any other time than that, if I can give you a, a nap in here or there, like I'll give you a nap. <laughs> that's in, success, you know, like, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, success. yeah. And then full, you know, full circle. Like, mm-hmm. um, like I said, I was raised by my mom. My mom is older now, so I take care of my mom as well right. as my daughter. You right. know, so um, you're in the sandwich generation. Yeah, 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 yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, downtime. If if I do have downtime, there's something that I should be doing that's not getting done. Hey, you but know, so <laughs> you 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 must recharge. You must you're recharge. Right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So let me talk to you real quick about the tips for fathers, because as you see, that's really important for me to get in before we wrap up in the next five minutes. So for the fathers out there that are facing what you are potentially what what you face and are considering kind of what to do, what are some five tips, quick tips you can give to fathers who are thinking about going to get custody or even joint custody? What would you say to them? Okay, so. First of all, like, I'm so glad, like, this is not rehearsing anything because this is straight coming from my heart and my experience. Like, when I talk to my bros out there and other guys out there, the first tip at the top of the list is do not get in your own way. And what I mean by that is when you're in a relationship with a woman, um, you know, or any type of relationship that's really close, you're intimate, you're sleeping with this woman, you guys have had a child together, you guys know how to hurt each other. So there's things that, you know, both of you guys can say to each other that will really hurt each other and there'll be triggers. Like, so she will know how to hurt you and you will know how to hurt her verbally. You know, um, of course you guys shouldn't be, you know, hurting each other physically, but verbally. And then when that happens, you can't react because whatever reaction you do as a guy it's very intimidating, and that's when the court, I feel, they do favor the mom. If there's any type of physical or emotional ab- abuse that you have inflicted on the mother of your child, I think the court has a big ear to that. Right. And I think that that's where a lot of uh, men, they fall in, because once that's documented, and I mean documented by and maybe you got arrested or maybe, you know, it was on cell phone. Maybe it was through texting. You sent her some text messages. You said this or that. Once that's documented, that does play a factor in court. Right. You know, and as a man, you know, this woman, I mean, this woman, <laughs> this <laughs> world, it's a woman's world. It's a woman's world. Like it is Especially in this no Me Too mo- movement. Especially oh, in this movement. definitely now 2019. So right. as a man, you, you always have to, my biggest tip, is to walk away, right? Whether that's uh, a text message that I mean, I mean, type out the text message, type it out, <laughs> and then like, delete it. Respond, yeah, yeah. Get it all out there and just be like, and just delete it. Okay, you know, don't send it. I'm getting you the know, eyes. So. so give us some more tips. Give us some more tips. Make them quick. Um, um, let's see. Um, that's one. Um, the second tip is just be in your child's life. Be be connected with your child. Don't. 
um, go by hearsay. Oh, how's my child doing? No, be in your child's life. Your child's in any type of sports. Like, be there. Be right. there. Be a part of it. If you can't be there, financially be there. Buy the, buy her the gloves she needs, the basketball she needs, the training she needs. Um, just be in your child's life. What about um, the court? What what advice do you have about preparing for court or going to court? Preparing for court is just, I mean, those come in line with it. Like, you just don't get in your own way. Don't do anything that you can get yourself in trouble, like, documentation-wise. Like, if you go to court, you cannot go to court um when you have physically or emotionally abused a woman, like, because that won't play in your favor. So don't be, don't be scared to go to court. I mean, you know, but you have to be prepared. You have to be prepared and you have to, um, when I say be prepared, like you can't have gotten into your own way by doing anything that's documented against you. Um, and if you, if you were, you know, sometimes the, the, the judge, depending on the judge, they may overlook it but you don't even want to be in that position. So right. the court filing, you know, go to family. If you don't have the money for a lawyer, which I never had money for a lawyer, and I, I got custody twice and uh, 50-50 custody one time, and I never had money for a lawyer. I always went through the family law court, and I even got the fee waivers. So <laughs> I really was like, no, it was no out-of-pocket expense. So, um, so you're just yeah, saying so, just believe in yourself and get it done at the end of the day. Yeah. Believe yourself, get it done, and you don't have to have a lot on you. Like I never, I never hired a lawyer. I right. I never really paid those fees. I always signed for the fee waiver. Like, yeah, just you know, yeah, the, it's it's possible. It's achieve. It's achievable. You can do it. Like you know, don't think mm-hmm. because you're a guy that you can't have custody of your your daughter or your son. I have custody mm-hmm. of my daughter. You know, and it was you know not one, not two, but three different judges that felt that believed that, in your case. That, that believed in my case, like, okay. and um. That's all we are. We are case members. So don't get into, you know, oh, she's that, she's that, or she's that. Like, it's just a case number. Those judges are like, next, mm-hmm. next case, next case. <laughs> That's you know, a gr- so. great, great point. And Sylvester, mm-hmm. I cannot thank you enough for agreeing to come and share with dads around the world how you have custody and how you are making this work in 2019. So I I really, really appreciate you coming on the show again. This is I I appreciate the platform, you know, to be able to, you know, just say this. And if just, you know, one brother's out there help, you know, one guy is helped by anything that I said or encouraged, um, you know, like then it's all worth it, you know. And you can reach out to me on, you know, like my outside of my Instagram at makeupatatostuff.com. You know, DM me if you know you have any questions, like. I'm available for that. I'm all for that. You know, if we can't help each other, then what are we on this earth for? Wow. That's a perfect way to end the show. Thank you so much. Again, this is Demetria L. Graves, and you are listening to Legalish on Dash Talk X. Until next time. Tell me the answers Me and you isn't the answer Me and you isn't 
Maybe I'm telling myself that But there ain't nothing that'll change that What good would it be If I knew how you felt about me yeah. It could've been right but I was wrong Only think about you and I'm alone Part of me that cared is just gone And I know that I can't get caught up We could've been and we tried to pretend Every now and again We don't dream about, don't think about what we could've been No, I'm holding it in Cause I know in the end You dream about, I think about what we could've been we could have been, we could have been. Remember, remember the night in Miami. First time you put your arms around me. I'm up, I'm in this. Thinking about you isn't helping. Thinking about you doesn't tell me what good it would do if I decide to face the truth. It could have been right, but I was wrong. Think about you and no, no. You only hit me up when she's not home, and that's why I can't get caught up. We could've been, and we try to pretend every now and again. We don't dream about, don't think about what we could've been. Oh, yeah. holding it in, cause I know in the end, you dream about, I think about what. We could have been, we could have been, we could have Gotta hide it, what's the point of trying? I ain't just your friend, no, what's the point of lying? Trying to sell a story, ain't nobody buying Look me in my eyes, don't that feel nice? Why should it end? Baby, I could've been I could've been him or the your friend Just say what and when, where to make a trip Baby, make a wish, be the one I'm with Should've been a, should've, could've, would have been Hey. Yeah, I would have been Damn 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 We could've